he is so you know, famous. It's a, I don't it's have a, an excuse. It's a, it's a unique name. Don't get me wrong. It's like Anson Elgort or something where you have to like, you know, or um, Lupita Nyong'o. We have to be like, how, wait, how do you pronounce it? But by you now. Have to get, you have to get clarification. Like, but, um, yeah, but Idris and, and Gowry, Elba. And Gowry Rice, right? She's the blonde from the Spider-Men's. What? And, and Gowry. She did... Um, I had the writer of oh 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 she yeah she played Betty Brant in the yes. Spider Man's you're right and Anne and Gowrie and like, oh Flowery. she's an Aust- she's an Australian actress of course she is in Gowrie and Ga- so like you're not wrong yeah. you have to hear a couple names a few times yeah but if I she just... but if she blows up if she gets super super famous everyone will be like in Gowrie and Gowrie Rice like it's like Benedict Cumberbatch is like a household name. People are doing that with Sersha. No one knew how to say Sersha for a long right. time. Sersha Ronan. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's a good one. Timoth- are you on the Timothy or Timothy Chalamet? Are you are you on that wow. tip? Are you calling him Timothy? I have heard Timothy. Is it supposed to be Timothy? I've never I heard, heard someone say. I was on a podcast and someone said Timothy. Okay, they're making fun of him. Okay, so that's great. Great. That had to be their making because it's because it's Timothy Chalamet, but Timothy has like two E's at the end and maybe an accent is how Which, it's spelled. But why is that not Timothy? Probably because that would be weird. I don't know. I feel like that would be Timothy Chalamet. I've never. Here's why: because I've never at this point heard him correct anybody. And I feel like Fair. I know he's I know he's a young Zendaya, actor. Zendaya, Zendaya, we know it's Zendaya, and right. she corrected enough people at some point that it, we know it's Zendaya. That's what I'm saying. And they're both young, but extremely famous now. Act like they're producers and stuff, aren't they? Isn't, isn't Timothy Chalamet at this point like even producing stuff? Maybe I'm not, sure but... he is because well, financially, if you're not at a certain point, you're making he's a, a lead. Yeah. So if it was if it was genuinely Timothy, then I think people would have been like Timothy Chalamet. Like people would have. It would have been known thing. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe made fun of on some level, but respected the way that Zendaya, it's like, that's a unique name. I don't know if, maybe I've seen, maybe I've heard people make fun, but just with like the Zendaya, Zendaya, which is it? I don't know, but it's mostly settled now into like, it's Zendaya. Yes, enough. Uh, one of her videos went viral enough where people are like, it's not funny. Just say her fucking right. name correctly. Right. And Timothy is still funny. And if that was <laughs> yes, his, you're if that totally was his, right. If that was his real name, and if he did tell somebody like hey, it's actually Timothy Chalamet, it would have gotten to a point months ago where it's like, okay, it's not funny anymore. Everyone's done. Can Timothy. you take uh, that that boy seriously though? For because he has videos out there, interesting of doing white boy rap from like a high school project like that's a great question how do we take this kid seriously my mom doesn't take him seriously and i and i think that's what makes me take him seriously is i almost feel bad (laughs) because i ask my mom i'm like did you see the new dune movie i really liked dune did you see it they put it on hbo and she's like yeah i watched it and then she was my mom who's like 60 years old 61 or something she was like she was like i didn't like that the main kid and you know why? It's because she was like, he's too little. He's too young. Mm. Like, she wanted to watch a movie where the lead, she could maybe think he's a little hot. Do where you know she what I'm doesn't feel gross thinking. Does sure. She, does she? So, well, now I have a, all these questions about your mother. Cause, Let's get into it. Let's so, get into it. And I want to hit each one. Go. One, does your mom know Dune to begin with? No, no. Okay. Not on any so level. So that's actually she wasn't, she wasn't, all the. 
She wasn't watching this movie being like, okay, I'm a big fan of the David Lynch 1980. No, she didn't know <laughs> so what that's the what I was saying. That Dune actually is. answers a lot of the questions I have. Okay. Because you know so much pop culture. Was your mom in it or out of it? Why did you ask your mom whether she oh. saw it? Like Only because my mom watches all the movies. That's why I asked her. So I guess Got it. at that level, and it's true of my dad too. My parents are divorced. But it's true that like my mom and dad separately are big movie consumers mm -hmm. i'll go to the theater with my dad to see a movie i just went with him last what's today thursday i just went with him monday night and i took uh my girlfriend abby and went to go see we went to go see the woman king okay and and we and my dad and i have that amc a-list pass where it's just sort of, you just reserve it and it's free because you pay a monthly so like i'll go to the movies with him to basically see any movie and that's the level that my dad is also at as a movie viewer and if I don't go see something with him opening weekend, he will text me and he'll be like, oh, yeah, we already saw it. We went to the theater to go see it. Like him and his wife will go, my stepmom, like, oh, yeah, we went to go see it already. And I'm like, okay. So he's that level. My mom is a big streamer. My mom borrows some streaming accounts from me, which we're is totally fine. Out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's the world big, that we're living in. Sorry, big conglomerate companies. You can come at me. Uh, we pay enough stuff. And um, she will... She loved Elvis. Jesus, she watched it like five times. Oh my god! You know who she loved it? Loved... Scott Rubin. Actually, he's asked me three times if I've wow. seen it. I know. Wow, it's I such know. a mom movie. That's so funny that Scott Rubin is like. But it was it. That movie is like insane. And mm -hmm. I will say that for every insane thing about it, there's also something like very grounded about it. So it's an it's a weird balance, and it's probably my favorite movie from that director, Baz Luhrmann. You're kidding! Beyond like past Moulin Rouge, past Romeo and Juliet. Well, I have never really seen Moulin Rouge fully. Okay, I need to and give again, it another musicals, shot. Musicals, which we didn't unfortunately. Right, it's my blind spot. It was we were talking about it, I guess before we started recording. Right but before. It's that's a so I need I need to give that another shot, but I think I like it more than Romeo plus Juliet, which is How? great. Which is great, but it's like you know what? I don't like that movie because Boz. I like that movie because Willie shakes. Do you know what I'm saying? That's just a good story. It's a good script, and I like John Leguizamo. And I, you know, but I, so I don't. I, I hear don't, you. And the Mercutio. I mean, even Leo's a perfect Romeo. It's a great casting. It, it's a great casting, and but there it's, is look, a stylization though that's specific there is, to him. There is, but I think I like the movie Romeo plus Juliet. Not in spite of that stylization, but like not because of the stylization. I, I like hear it you. because of other things. I like it because that cast is phenomenal, right? And I yes, and I yes. don't think I've ever seen a movie and gone, man, this movie would have been better if Boz Lerman had directed it. In fact, <laughs> I've watched Boz Lerman movies and I go, I can't. Like I watched all of Australia and I didn't think it was good at all. It wasn't good. I watched Gatsby and I didn't think it was good at all. Like oh, it's yeah. it's crazy. Those movies are like over the top insane. And so is Elvis, but just like um, Romeo plus Juliet, just like some of the actors he's worked with, the lead actor is like genuinely pretty great as Elvis. And I'm like, so he's sure. wonderful to watch. And then Tom Hanks is doing this insane character that takes you right out of it. And then you get right sucked back in because this lead actor is very good and you're like interested in the story and it's so sad and it's interesting, you know, and it's, and, we, and Elvis is so big. We all kind of remember some pop culture impact from sure. Elvis. So when they're like, well, now we're in 60s Las Vegas, we're all kind of like, we all kind of know what that is. Okay, I'm in, like, I'm invested. I'm into it. I'm interested. But my mom watched that movie like five times. Wow. 
So she watches all the movies. So I asked her about Dune, and it's not because, for the record, too, I don't think she's attracted to Timothy Chalamet and feels gross about it. I think she's disappointed that she is not attracted to Timothy Chalamet. Does that make that sense? Was, that was actually super clear. Because okay. okay. I'm attracted to um, what's his, the Tom and the Timothy, and, and they're Tom Holland, and they're too young. Skinny, emo, emo white boys. A little I bit. Yeah, fucking yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, last yes, time yes. we My mom saw each other, yeah. you asked me if, if I was dating anybody, and I had just started dating somebody, but I was still at the point where like, oh, I didn't know if I'm ready to talk about it. And you're like, let me see if I can think of somebody for you. Mm. And I should have told you in that moment, I love skinny <laughs> Emo white boys. Okay. speckled white boys. Okay. And I I didn't find a bespeckled one, but I did find an, a, a skinny one. And, <laughs> All right. And he's Midwestern. It's perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. But I, I love them. And there's I'm still young enough where it's not totally gross, especially if Olivia Wilde's fucking Harry Styles. I can listen. Feel, I, I can do, feel I okay do think about that's this. weird. I do think that's <laughs> do weird. Really? Still, I he's do. so pretty. Yeah, but you know what? That's what makes me feel weird about it. Why? Because he's I don't. He's so grown up, though. I mean, he's let's an idiot, talk about but... it. Let's okay. talk about it. Okay. He's so grown up. Well, is it because he's just like tall and attractive? And this also goes for young women too. Do we put that on young people? They're so grown up How because they're he? super attractive. I don't. I mean, he might be thirty. <laughs> no, but I feel 30 as though thirty would be okay. Let's see how old Harry let's, Styles let's is. Let's see. Because I'm with you. Yeah. If he's twenty-eight. Uh, Nick, he's who's, 28. Oh, okay. I actually don't feel as bad. I think that that's okay. When but you're under me, 25, your brain's still not done developing. Like I know, man. Florence and I, is still off. Like, Zach look, Braff I was just, gross. I just looked up the actual... Here's the other interesting thing, too. I just looked up the actual like age difference. Olivia Wilde is not that much older than me. She's She was born in 84. She's three years older than me. Mm-hmm. She's 38. And a 38-year-old going out with a 28-year-old is not... The worst in my brain, it's not ideal because mm-hmm. I'm like, there's still, if it's a 28 year old guy and a 28 year old girl or a 28 year old woman and a 28 year old man, I still feel like that's a pretty wide range of life experience. I still feel like that. However, I think she's just fucking him though. They're not going to end up together. That's, but that's, I, I, it's, I feel weird about that because. And I and maybe I'm maybe that's a sexist of me. Maybe I'm like because I could tell you right now I'm like hey I would feel the same if it was a 38 year old guy and a 28 year old woman. And I am I'm, I'm telling myself that I would. I'm telling myself that I, if it was, if it were like how old is um Sudeikis? How old is John? What's his Jason he's, Sudeikis? He's got to be 40 something, 45. Let's look. Let's I think look they were talking up. about it because when he guested. Uh, uh, hosted SNL, he still did the Running Man joke with "What's up with that?" and like everyone's like, "God, for this guy to, you know, the commitment." He's, he's forty-seven. Yeah. If he were dating a thirty-seven-year-old, which woman, he was, probably he was married to her. No, he was married to Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Wilde. Exactly. Ten he's years, pretty basically much. Basically, nine years younger than him. Um, but but he, but tell me this though, because this is what my brain does, and there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, there is. If somebody's in their 40s and they're dating somebody in their 30s, I feel like they're for some reason I feel like that's less of a of a of a wide range of life experience. Yep. Hearing Sudeikis is 47 and she and Olivia Wilde's 38 and they were married, my brain is like not ideal, but you know what? When someone's in their late 30s and in their late 40s in this world today, 
And if it were reversed, if Olivia Wilde were 47 and Jason Sudeikis were 38, I'd be like, that seems closer. You're patting my brain, her on the back. My brain gets weird as soon as you dip into the 20s. I go, whoa, that kid is a kid. Uh-huh. My brain goes, if it was, if Jason Sudeikis were 38 and he was dating a 29-year-old woman, I'd be like, come on, dude. What are you doing? That's gross. And when it's like the same or less of an age, do you see what I'm saying? But it's just because a, when a person is in their 20s still... I feel weird about it. And I, I and and I don't know if I mean Harry Styles, yeah, he's so old. He's you know what I was going to say earlier was I think I thought Olivia Wilde was older than she was. Totally, which not, I was sim- not because I was similar she, she looks to you. older, not because she looks older, but because she's been acting since she was a kid. And she I, has kids I, and she was with Jason Sudeikis who's I, like right. I thought she was in her 40s and yeah. she to, for all intents and purposes, she may be, and just is saying that she's thirty-eight. Right, you know Wikipedia what I mean? is telling me she's thirty-eight. But but I remember when she first came on the scene in well, maybe it wasn't her first thing, but I remember when she was on the OC. She was on the OC. I don't even remember. And she that. was young. She was in her wow. teens or twenties. Wow. And I remember when she was on House, and she was in her twenties. Wow. And that was like twenty years ago. Sure. I mean, so it's hard to imagine that it's been that long. You know what I was thinking? This is totally jumping the shark, but I want to go back to this. Ian McKellen yeah. looks the same age that he did now in The Lord of the Rings, and that was 20 years ago. Like he, All those other guys, it's like scary to see how old they are. And then you look at Ian. I just woke up thinking about Ian McKellen's well, morning. It, it, just, helps, it helps when he played an old man with a beard, and then now we see him, and he's just an old man without a beard. We're like, oh, he looks great. When it's it, when when a poor Elijah Wood had to be like this eternal little young person, you know, Hobbit. All these Hobbits had to be like these clean shaven, and you see them now, and they're all these guys in their forties and fifties or whatever. Men. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. So yeah. here's yeah. here's what here's where I'll give you. What so is this much podcast about? Jess? Nothing. Um, okay. It's supposed. It was originally about generational differences, and I mm. explored it with my co-host Nick Masu. Right. Okay. 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 Right. And he had a second baby. He um Talk about a generational Ireland. difference. <laughs> well, 100%. <laughs> I mean, he's not even that much older than us. And he's in a whole different league. That Like, happily, mostly it started because, he even just said happily, and I like that. Mostly it started because he didn't know what Lamel was or LMAO. Or like, like, he knew some mm. things, but he didn't know other things. So What's Lamel? Lamel. I say LMAO, but Lamel. Oh, my God. I, I'm an idiot. Um I'm a cute idiot. So when, so if you extrapolate from what you're saying, and if you were to say, yeah, when I was a senior in high school, I mm-hmm. met my wife and she was a freshman, that's a weird gap of time. I think it is. Absolutely. I think that. Especially because they're younger. Because your life, it's like the theory yeah. of relativity, re- yes. relativity and time. Yes. Agreed. You're, the time of life is too, is too short. Then at 25, you're literally, you're literally, your brain stops, has finally finished forming. Your sure. fucking brain crystallizes finally. Mm-hmm. And your ability to see long-term finally settles in. Which is actually why some people make the argument you shouldn't drink or do drugs until then. Because you're fucking with your brain cells. Mm-hmm. Just neither here nor there. I, I think if, and something, this is something Nick and I talked about. If he or a friend mentioned that a girl was 24 or under, that was bad territory. Right, right. Yeah. Because you're not dealing with an adult. You're dealing mm-hmm. with someone that looks like an adult that's an who's idiot. In their, who's in their developmental. Right. And then, you know. Not an idiot, but you know what I mean. Like a child it's, still. It's also, I think it's also, um, 
I, frankly, I'm jealous of Harry Styles, obviously. He's an incredibly attractive, super wealthy, living his dream, talented musician Person guy. that could spit on Chris Pine and get away with it. <laughs> and get away with it. And get away with it. Um, I think he, he may have. I don't know. That's oh, so no, he funny. 100% did. That's so weird. It is weird. So weird. It's weird. And Chris Pine's the bigger person for like having his PR put out that it didn't happen. But it's wow. a fucking weird story. It anyway. is weird. It feels it felt disrespectful, didn't it? Anyway, it was. It was on purpose. The one but person I, mean, like, I know said it was on purpose, and that's all I'm gonna say. It's weird. It's it's um. The other thing I'm jealous about is that Harry Styles, because of his life experience and because of his talent, he has all of this now power essentially. Like, mm-hmm. even though he's 28, he is one of the most famous people on the earth. So therefore, when he meets 38-year-old, or however old they were when they met, director Olivia Wilde, who in her space has a lot of power, Mm. it's not weird that she's dating him and he's dating her or they're hooking up or fucking or whatever, that it's not weird that they're in a relationship or whatever. It's not a disparate power situation, even though she's the director, but Mm -hmm. But, there's some equanimity. But... Is would it be different if Olivia Wilde was dating a 28 year old guy who worked in an Amazon warehouse in California? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, it would be a thousand percent. It would be like, whoa, that's not a pro. Or if she was dating a 28 year old PA who was working on the movie she was working on, right? Well, and that's, that's where a, my mind went. I thought that's where where you were gonna go. Well, I, I'll, that's a better example. That's a vastly Uneven well, that's a power dynamic that's a problem yes. at a certain, which is why like but, the try guys, right? That was a more than right. just cheating. Right. He abused a, a boss, power dynamic. A boss taking advantage of their workplace. Now, but what's but but the other thing that's in my mind inappropriate about that hypothetical situation is that a twenty-eight-year-old who is working as a PA on a movie, for example, a twenty-eight-year-old guy, even. Mm-hmm probably has way different and less life experience than Olivia Wilde, the director of that hypothetical movie, right? So that's part of the the, the balance is you go, hey man, that's not cool. That 28-year-old, he's figuring stuff out. This is, this is vastly imbalanced and you're taking advantage of the situation. Doesn't matter how attractive that guy is. Doesn't matter how... Empowered a woman is. Old he looks or whatever. Yeah, Olivia Wilde could be five foot two, you know, and 110 pounds, and this dude could be six foot eight, and he, but he's still 28. And we're, we, I think about the guy's brain. I think like his brain and his life experience. He's at that point. Don't take advantage of this young person. Okay. They're figuring shit out. And then I look at that situation and I go, well, then what's the difference physically, brain developmentally between that guy and then Harry Styles, who's the same age? The difference is what Harry Styles is just been through all this life experience he was in a band he was a boy band he and i'm like does that mean that harry styles is better is more prepared for life in a better position does that make sense what i'm saying or is it, it or, so or, am i losing sense. you you're not okay. losing me i'm holding on to a lot of thoughts that okay. i'm trying to uh, uh, i love to interrupt so i'm letting you finish so that i could posit a couple things Again, I'm j- I, again to try to just compare this to, let's take Harry Styles. This is messed up too. We're talking about real people. I don't know them. Maybe they're all. And fine. I'm not fighting for anybody either. Yeah, like, I'm not like trying they're to f- just yeah. The other thing is, is they're super 
rich, they're going to be fine. And they're going to yeah, be fine. Yeah. I, wish, I wish them the best. I hope everything's okay. But I just think that the, the age thing is interesting to talk about. If you take the same scenario and swap out, you know, for men and women, men, women and men, if it was a male director age 38 and a female pop star age 28, it's like, would people be saying, yeah, but the pop star is so like that. She's like really like mature. It's like, why? Just because since she was 19, she's been a pop star, you know, forced to travel around the world and she's living her dream and she's very talented, but like who's taking advantage of her situation? Who's made money off of her? And is it because Harry Styles is a guy? Do we think, oh, no one has been taking advantage of him in his career. He's just been owning it. Like good for him. He's been owning it. That's messed up too. That's a separate thing. But you know what I mean? If you see a 28 year old woman, Britney Spears in her at, at age 28 probably had more life experience and and just like experiences in her experiences, life. Experiences, yes. She might that, not be the smartest at that point, but she definitely got ping ponged around. But for she's sure. still, and maybe this is unfair of us, or maybe because it's a woman, we, it's easier for us to make that connection. But I'm like Britney Spears at age 28 was probably still developmentally. The same as a young woman who's age 28 who's not a pop star, but she's just like living in, you know, in the Midwest or something. Like if a Britney Spears never went and became famous, what would she be? Where would she be living? What would she be doing? She'd be in Indiana or she'd be, I forget where Britney Spears was born and raised. I forget. Right. That makes sense. Whatever actually. it was. So I think about that kind of like what if scenario, right? What if Harry Styles never got famous? Would he ever even have met Olivia Wilde? Would Olivia Wilde even be interested in him? What if Harry Styles was? A uh, warehouse worker at an Amazon warehouse in California. Olivia Wilde would never meet him. But even if she did, would she pay him the time of day? Would she think he was cute? Probably, because he's very cute. Right, right. And is it messed up that just because Harry Styles is that cute, that it's like an impossibility, no matter what decisions he made in his life, that he would ever end up a warehouse worker? Do, I mean, do you know what there's I'm saying? something it's like, to be said about right? that. You, would the world around him be like, no, nah, dude, you're too handsome. You should come do this. Do you sing? Do you dance? Do you play an instrument? <laughs> you should true. come do this. It's true. I, I, the guest that we had on for You Don't Know Nick last week was Noir Enigma, who you have to meet. He's a wonderful DM and sweet person. And he went up to a record exec after killing it at a show. And he says, you're not thin enough you're, and you're not white. And there and. I knew that that's what the the story yeah. was going to be. I knew without him saying it that that's, that's what it was going world. to be. That's the world we live the, in. And, and I even had to check my bias years ago when I was teaching kids. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm finding myself drawn to towards the cute kid and I want to help them as opposed to the quiet kid that's not Whoa. outgoing. Oh, I mean, we all do it. it. I know. I know. And when we see someone that's attractive or smiles nicely or whatever, um, they're probably going to get promoted to manager sooner, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why sociopaths win us over all the time because we want them to like us. So the thing mm -hmm. I'm like, A, having my mind expanded on and B, pushing back on with a couple of the things you're bringing, you're bringing up. Mm -hmm. um, I think 28 is a bad example of age because I think you can have – I my personally, I think you can have – you're, you're probably right, Jess, and I'll say this like I said earlier. That's my own personal bias is that even at 29, anything in your 20s signals something in my brain and I go, that's a kid. That's a child. They're figuring shit out, which, which is dumb. Which tells me – no, no, it's not dumb. It tells me that you're um, projecting because I did the same thing. You might have at 28 – not have been ready for an Olivia Wilde relationship. And like, so I think it's fair to 
put that lens on it, I, and the only thing I'm saying is that I, the thing that's expanding my mind is we don't believe men when they are abused or taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. We think men have the situation under control or that they'll be fine. Mm -hmm. That's our society. So that just because he's pretty, we're not going, oh, that's, that's an inappropriate relationship. Because everyone else thought it was inappropriate when it was Zach Braff and Florence Pugh. And they had to yeah. come out and say, oh, it's just no other. We're consenting adults. She's mm -hmm. fucking 21, dude. And you're over 40. And it's gross. Yeah. And it was gross. Yeah. And, you know. Didn't. She, like, even though, if you, again, look at that relationship and with a power dynamic, Zach Braff is like a director and a producer. And he has a lot of power. But it's also like, I'm not trying to diss him and her career. But it's also like, he's Scrubs guy. Mm -hmm. You know? The most he recent. Had to, he's Kickstarter guy. <laughs> Kickstarter, the most recent thing I saw that he did in his career, because I'm not super following it, was he did a voice in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars show. Good for him. Most recent thing I saw Florence Pugh did is I'm like, she guest starred in a Marvel show as her Marvel character after she led a Marvel movie, and she just got announced as she's going to lead another Marvel. I'm like, that power dynamic-wise, I think young Florence Pugh has already gotten to some kind of superstardom. Like, she's super, super, poof, up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... It wasn't, I would look at that relationship or I would hear about it or whatever, see it, and I wouldn't be like, oh, that's gross. Zach Braff from Scrubs is taking advantage of Marvel co-star Flor. No, but I was thinking, oh, that's gross. He's over 40. That's where I, and, my head was at. And to be yeah. fair, though, if I was 24 and it was Zach Braff, I would probably. No. I loved him. I loved him. I but mean, primarily because of um Garden State, which does not hold up at rewatching it as an adult, by the way. Um, oh, not at all. Zero here, percent. So here's the it's other like, aspect. It's like actively harmful, that movie. It's that movie is like. good. It's like, it's hey, like you know what? Let me just bad, stop taking my antidepressants. Bad messages. Bad. Like, it's like actively harmful. Yeah. I couldn't agree. Yeah. And, and the pacing's actually awful. <laughs> I don't know. It was. It just spoke to the emo Jessica. Mm -hmm. and, and it spoke to a lot of us. And the soundtrack and all that. Man, mm -hmm. and and the dream casting of getting Natalie Portman, which is insane. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, my boyfriend is thirty, and Ooh. I met him, and he was twenty. I know, mm. but I so I'm six years older than him, and yeah. often I, I, the 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 reason I'm saying that too is like isn't an argument for I've met dudes that are forty that yeah. act like children, 100%. and I met dudes that are twenty five that 100%. are adults. So hundred percent, it is. I tend to, I tend to, with women, assign my morality to the majority of women. I like I, for a long time, I was of the opinion that women can't have um, casual sex, can't mm. be in a casual relationship because um, women will grow feelings. Yeah. Okay. Or get hurt, or they're lied to themselves. Yeah. And when my friends would talk about like, oh, I'm just you know fucking around or whatever, yeah. I would always say that they're lying to themselves. Yeah. But then I've had a couple good friends go, I think you're applying your bias onto that. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm not wholly wrong. I'm sure more often than not, a female may Look, I'm, experience I've, it. I, I'm glad you're bringing it up. I've been speaking in generalities, and I will say that there's always exceptions to the rule. That doesn't I, mean that it still doesn't need to be talked about, though. Correct. Heard. But I don't want to... I just, I, I think you're right about like, I'm projecting my own, you know, I tend to think. I offer that, that to you. Yeah. A great offer. Thank you. I'll you're take welcome. it. I'll accept it. Wonderful. I appreciate it. I cherish yeah. it. I cherish you. I, I cherish, cherish our you. friendship. <laughs> I do 
too. I'm also dating an older woman. She's uh, not six years older than me. She's, she's fucking hot. Two though, years dude. older than me. I can't believe um, you didn't propose when you guys were in Italy. I can't. I know it wasn't your moment, and you guys may have a full. I it's know. too full of pizza. I couldn't do it. I couldn't <laughs> reach it in my pants pocket. You it was too tight. Ate the the ring. I did. I ate the ring. I put it on pizza. I ate it. It's, it's so delicious. What is Italy. it? Your t- Tony's guy wasn't next to you holding the ring just in case. What's yeah, Tony's fucking... guy. That's jo- my, yeah. John Favreau. That's right. That's right. Um, but um, I also like older women. I think I. I mean, I. I can relate to the notion of because it it does just depend on each individual person. But when you brought up, you're like, I've met dudes in their 40s that act like children. And I've met 25-year-old guys who are like pretty well put together and mature. I'd like to think I was the second part. I'd like to think I was that guy in my 20s who was mature and who was looking around and, you know, and and mostly making good life decisions, career decisions, relationship decisions, whatever. But I think that that's a great example of like, generally speaking, men are bad. Generally speaking, men are in their 40s, especially in Los Angeles, a guy in their 40s in LA who's single is probably predatory. <laughs> a little a, bit. Some kind of producer, director, writer, somehow involved in Hollywood, probably like, why are you, why were you single at that age, Zach Braff? What's going on? You, if, you coming out of a divorce? What's going on? Was he married? I don't know. Why are, you know, we hear uh, Dane Cook just married his. Just got engaged to twenty-three year olds or something. When I when I see that example, I don't go. Oh, it's got to be an exception to the rule. I'm sure that that twenty-three year old is very mature, and Dane Cook is all put together. And I just go. That seems like that's normal. And I feel like to bring it all the way back to like Timothy Chalamet, that like he is. He just looks so young, even if he has some kind of a, you know. I'll, let me get into this too because this is a uh, this is a tricky situation. The movie um, "Call Me by Your Name" that he did okay, with Army which Hammer. Which I have yet to see. It's a very well made movie, and it's very sweet and very lovely. But here's the thing: here was my biggest issue with it, and this is this I I did watch it before Army Hammer was then outed as like a very bad person, predatory, whatever, all that other stuff. Deviant. But just I'm like just based off of because like him and. Timothy Chalamet are not that. I don't think they were that different in age. Now I'm gonna look it up. He's, How old? I think it's ten. Ten years. I, I think, think you might be right. Army Hammer's thirty six, and oh, Timothy like Chalamet 25? is twenty six. So literally okay. ten years. I nailed it. Ten years difference. And when they made the movie, geez, How old was Timothy Chalamet when they made it? And I'm gonna check. Twenty seven. Nineteen twenty two. One twenty two. Five years ago. So he was twenty one. One. Ish. And and Army Hammer was thirty one, okay. around there when they made slash the movie was released. Okay. Even despite that, that Timothy Chalamet is twenty one years of age. He's a young actor. This movie, it's a it's a job. He's a dramatic actor. He's gonna play um, that he is gay because I don't think Timothy Chalamet is gay in real life. I don't know. I don't know what the what these. I know he's talked about girls. Before. Situation. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pr- but I don't know what their situations is. But either way, this is a job, and he is an adult working actor at age twenty one. Whatever, it's all legit. Right, right. And in the movie, I think the characters are like even closer in age. I think he's supposed to be, God, man, he's supposed to be 18 and maybe Army Hammer's supposed to be like 22 or something like that. Right. Despite all of that, Jess, Timothy Chalamet looks 15 years old. 
even now at age 26. The yes. dude looks, you know, like a baby, a baby, skinny white boy emo baby. And Army I do Hammer, have to say, I, I like, I like, I do like a skinny emo white boy yeah. baby, but that's an adult Very cute. and, oh, and Very over cute. it. <laughs> but, and and that's Hammer, what I'm saying too is like, I'm sad that I'm attracted to the, those guys because mm. they, they are babies. Mm-hmm. My, my mom was disappointed that that type of guy was the lead of Dune. Yeah. I think she yeah. just wanted to, just to go back to my mom a little bit, she really loved the new uh, remake, Point Break. Oh. Because she thought one of the guys, she thought the white guy in it, was super super hot, so oh she's se- she's seen that movie a lot. And the guy, oh my god, looks twenty five to thirty five or whatever somewhere in there. And so like my mom is like, you know, Com- total- she's in a healthy range of yeah. being, like Kyle McLaughlin, yeah, is fuckable as Paul in mm-hmm. Dune mm-hmm. in the eighties, like because he cause, and he looks older. Dune is, he does. That's what I'm saying. So like we we've done that for years where yeah. the high school kid yeah is really 25 for sure and also kind of looks 25 or whatever and some people just have faces that look older and i was going to say army hammer even at age 29 or however old he was when he made the older. movie to army hammer looks 40 yeah he's also like 6 foot 3 and 230 pounds and i'm like this feels inappropriate just based off the age difference of these two characters physically physicality makes my brain go, he's older, he's younger. He might be underage younger. That's how young Timothy Chalamet looks. You gotta you gotta find him an actor who look who's the same age as him, but looks as young as he does. So when he's in pretty woman, pretty women, little women. Little <laughs> Could you imagine if he's like I kinda love pretty that. Woman? I, oh, that'd be what if he's the Julia Roberts character too? Let's Honestly, it. Let's, let's do it. it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Talk about a power dynamic there, you know. That would I mean. be great. That's a real power dynamic. But when he's in Little Women with Florence Pugh or whoever was his. No, Saoirse, Sa- Saoirse yeah. was his like love interest. Saoirse Ronan could be the same age as Timothy Chalamet. But she also looks very young. She looks like a teenager. Yes. You know, so I'm like, this all works for me. This is yep. delightful. This is lovely. But call me by your name, man. That one just, you know, stressed me out. And it's and it's a bummer because the movie is so beautiful and it is so romantic. And these two characters like falling in love with each other in Italy or wherever they were. Like it's just like, ah, oh. but I kept thinking, I'm like, Army Hammer looks fucking forty years old. So this Why has nobody brought this up when they well, made this because, movie? <laughs> because you have male predators in Hollywood as yeah, well. I know. That And also I also want to say this too, like, I'm not gay. I can't uh, I cannot speak to that experience at all. So I was probably putting my own heteronormative you know, view or expectations or whatever on that relationship. And it's probably, it's probably, I probably shouldn't say anything about that movie because just because it's like a, it's like a life experience. It's not, you know, that'd be like if I, if I had like really strong feelings about like a movie that is focused on like the black experience, why would I have those thoughts? Who gives a shit what I think that doesn't apply to me? I have to talk about movies with Latino characters and I have to talk about anytime they make fun of a comic book nerd. I have to be like, is that accurate? That's my experience. I can chime in on that, but I don't, I don't know. think there's it's a different, anything whole wrong. different thing. I, I, you, you have a similar penchant to me, for good or for worse, that if someone's in a position of being taken advantage of and is unable to help themselves, or maybe is in a position to, you kind that would be like saying, 
oh, I see my that mom isn't watching her kid and the kid's about to go across the street by themselves, mm-hmm. which I've seen this. But then saying, well, I'm not a mom, so I don't know if that's actually what the mom wants. You got to stop right. that kid. I know that that's a really big leap in logic, but mm-hmm. asking, you're not saying this is bad. You're asking the question, is right. this bad? And right. do people like this need to be protected? Because no one did that for the iCarly girls. Like, hey, maybe we don't need right. to look at their feet all the fucking time because that's inappropriate, right? Or the mm-hmm. moms don't mm-hmm. do anything, which the, the moms... Ugh. That was a whole nother predatory thing. I mean, that has been like that. I don't know. I forgot the guy's name. I think it's Dana something. Yeah, sure. The dude who was like the showrunner of all these Nickelodeon teeny bopper shows, these shows with these young people. But I remember when I moved to LA like 10 years ago that like maybe it wasn't 10 years ago. Maybe it was like five years ago. But it, it almost felt like this like badly kept secret in Hollywood. Like that, that the same way that people have always shared, like spread rumors about Kevin Spacey. Oh my God, years. But he was like protected because it's Kevin Spacey. Everyone's like, right. no, that can't be true. It's Kevin Spacey. He's like a, you know, an Oscar winner. I don't know. Did he win an Oscar? I don't know. Yeah. Fuck it's that weird, guy. But right? Yes, it is. Weird. But I've heard it. I've heard it for years. The, yeah. he would, anyway, not even worth repeating, but yes, yeah. finally Anthony Rapp had to come out and say mm-hmm. it and then people finally believe it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Oof. people were telling you about. This that? is a heavy, heavy topic, Jess. I can't believe you brought up. This is so tough to talk about all this stuff. Man, this is a tough podcast. How do you get guests on this? I honestly don't know. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really emptying, I'm emptying my cash with you right now. <laughs> I was really, I, so one of my goals is like, how deep can I get someone to go? But like all of a sudden they didn't real. I, I want to be, I want to be Dak Shepard in the mm, podcast realm. Why? I, Dak Shepard? Because he gets everyone really? to talk what about podcast everything. What does he have? What he has armchair he expert. Oh. And he gets everybody under the sun. I like that Michael I... Rosenbaum, too. He's good, too. I like Who's his... that? Oh, I don't know him. <laughs> that's He's uh, Lex Luthor from Smallville. Oh, that's right. I, I see mm-hmm. the clips every now and then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The... He, gets some, he gets some good stories and good clips and stuff. That's from, what from I guests. like, is that yeah. all of a sudden... Someone like Lena Dunham doesn't realize she was just admitting to having a, an opioid addiction by acting, you know, mm-hmm. like, because they get them so, she, he gets them so comfortable. But so for me, listening to those stories from actors that at one point were where, was where I am now, it's mm-hmm. nice to hear that vulnerability and kind of, it's encouraging. I, absolutely. But also I'm trying to sandbag you and make you tell, get to cry and shit like that. But I was really, I wanted to get, <laughs> I wanted to get you on here just to tell you how how great it is to be your friend so, oh, and, and instead goodness. we got into deep conversation um how long have you been going out with your boyfriend it's six months on oh. october 10th i we know have to, we have to hang out we have to have you guys over well he's in chicago oh so, he so, lives in canada yes exactly. you, only only you can see him i got gotcha. you his, I his gotcha. name is charlie glass and uh-huh. uh uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. i can see no the uh-huh. worst the worst best part is he was i met him on twitch oh that's yep. that was my cat for sure that yeah, one, of i mean you did. hey he streams with me all the time so that's great that's great <laughs> Was he was he streaming with you the other day? You were playing the cat game. Yes, that was him. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I tuned in for that, but I was like, I don't want spoilers for the cat game. And then I think it got sad. It's immediately becomes sad. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this game. No, it actually broke my heart, and like I should have continued playing it last night on my on my stream, and I didn't. I don't want to because it's also it's it's a little slow moving, um, and then like also the motions of the cat. 
after a certain point makes me sick. Get a little dizzying. Interesting. A little bit. But you know what's funny? You know how we were talking about Cats the Musical? And <laughs> yes, you were like, we were before we were recording, yeah. And you were like, it's universal. I feel like the game, it's called Stray, right? Right, correct. Everybody calls it the cat game. Right. And I'm like, it tapped into something that wasn't tapped into before in the gaming world. The and, cat experience. And I feel like, but not just that, but that really like familiar, like, what do gamers have in their life? They have pets. Okay. Ah. They have cats. Let's just do a game based on some mundane thing. And I think that this video game tried to like elevate it and be like, what's well, going to be a post-apocalyptic. And once I heard that, I was like, you don't need all that shit. That's too much work. You had a, such a great premise, and I don't think they squandered it per se, but I think that somebody else is going to come along and basically do it better. I couldn't agree with you more. So yeah. th this is not a spoiler because it happened in the first five minutes. Yeah. And, and if you want to play it, you'll still be able to. Mm -hmm. But within the first five minutes, you meet your little, you know, so one of the things I learned about cats from my friend Kelly Loman is they're not alpha beta cats. They're not like, you know, p pack mentality. Mm. They're colonies. That's why mm. they don't listen to their owner or another cat. They're like, fuck you, I want to get fed. They like routine, but they, but everyone's the same hierarchy. They just, mm. so they do like being together, but they're colonies. So you meet the little cat colony that the, the protag cat, mm -hmm. pro, protag. Don't try to, don't, don't try to, don't try to portmanteau it. it. Okay, I'm sorry, I tried. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anyway, moving on, <laughs> you get, you get to rub up against them, greet them, learn how to meow. Sure. And then you get fucking separated from them. Yeah. That yep. should be the only story is you, what it, this yeah. cat is doing to get back to them. That's it. I, I saw a video that was um, – I'm not into modern current gaming. In fact, I've been spending way too much money the past COVID quarantine getting – like setting myself up for like retro gaming stuff. Because oh, I'm totally. like – Because like Abby still wants to get a PS5 and I looked for one when it came out and they were impossible to get. And I'm like, even if now they had PS5 in stock at like a Best Buy and I walked in, I might still go home without a PS5. Even if I had the cash in my pocket, you know, just but you because... you don't really need it at this point Just because either. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I'm less interested in being current on the current gen of games. And I'm more interested in like, I never played these old... I never played the old uh, classic games. I never played all of the old Metroids. I want to go back and play those. And there's a bunch of reasons for it, but I saw a video that was kind of about modern gaming and current gaming and by these gamers, and they put it on YouTube. And I try to, I, I at least try to. There's a cat back there. I at least tr he threw up twice yesterday. Oh, great! And he threw up three times last week. So I'm concerned uh -huh. now he's doing something that I just caught him doing. That is the reason Will cause, why. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I have no idea. He's not a thrower upper. I'm so mm -hmm. sorry to distract you so in the okay. middle of your. But I, but I'm, I'm so interested because I too, was interested in the retro thing. So you saw a video. The 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 video basically said that the new trend right now is cozy games, mm. and it's probably because of the state of the world. It's probably because of COVID as part of it. But these games where it's like, do you want to play organizer shelf? <laughs> Do you want to play Power Wash? And and it oh how how comforting is that? You know this kind of like OCD, not in a bad way, but just like putting things where they go and like low stakes and cozy game. You know, right, right, do you right, play, right. Do you want to play? Do you want to play? A goose runs around a town. <laughs> like these are all the these are all the hit games right now. And this video said that Stray should be considered that because of the premise, not the world itself. The world 
it doesn't fit into that category. But the fact that people are like, especially Twitch streamers are like, do you want to play the cat game? Because it taps into that cozy part of your brain. So I think, because when I because when the game was announced, I was like, oh, Abby's going to love this. I was like, I this is going to be per- thrilled. Dude, I'm like, this is going to be, per- my girlfriend's going to play the shit out of this game. And then I saw some people kind of online talking about it and being like, oh, actually, this is kind of traumatizing. I don't want to see a cat in peril. And I went, oh, it's that kind of game? I respect it, but I'm. I bet you somebody came up with this premise in a meeting, and another person was like, "Yeah, what if it's like a post-apocalyptic world?" That person fucked up. I. I hope that yet, person doesn't get a raise, but they will because they the will. whole game will be successful. Because it's Horizon Zero Dawn with it's a so cat. Gamer. It's and so gamer. It's so gamery, right? That's I, I'm how like, they Ugh. pitched it. You don't need to do that. That's too many things. But here's what my problem is: is the idiot. At Activision, which I don't know who fucking released it, says it won't sell unless you have it. At a certain point, it's the puzzle. Doesn't that, that feel sexist? Doesn't that feel sexist? Doesn't it feel like that's I it? They're trying to make that way. they're trying to make the game appealing to boys, to a boy oh. demographic. Maybe that's sexist of me to be like, why wouldn't I want to play just a, a cat game, game that's almost like, man, when I think when I was a kid and I was like, all the big games were all the nintendo things and everything but then like there's a whole industry of like barbie games and those we're games not were ready for this those yeah. games were just like barbie's gonna take care of a horse <laughs> you know like barbie's gonna swim with dolphins that's the highest stakes that they would get and i'm like just release a game like that that's all i want to play okay what are you so, showing me so i've been playing games since i was three years old yeah because my dad had a nintendo yeah. And I was reading Nintendo Power, telling him how to play Super Mario Brothers 3. And when I started yeah. twitching, I was... I, Twitch <laughs> when streaming. I started, uh, Twitch streaming, I said that I should do the old games. And, and you know, there's a market. or there, It really, for me, my Twitch audience is just there to watch me say something fucking dumb. It's, it's not there for any other reason. So I can basically play whatever I want, and mm-hmm. that's great. But So I, I kind of fell into, oh, yeah, the cat games is interesting. Let me try Fall Guys, especially mm-hmm. if I want to play mm-hmm. games with Janelle Santa Cruz and Andy Campbell. Mm-hmm. All the cool kids, you're saying. Oh, exactly. I, can't, dude, I have to dude, be cool. Here's another thing. I let that go a long time ago in, in the gaming world. I'm like, I can't be a cool kid. I'm not cool enough. I'm not I cool agree that's with why, you. That's why I'm not in a rush to get a PlayStation 5. If this was 2011 or whatever, I think I would have been in a rush to be like, I got to get a PS4. You know, if this was 2000, I don't know when these consoles came out, but like in the early 2000s, I was right there with PS2 and GameCube and I was like, you know, anyway, sorry. You no, know, I think interrupt. that's normal. No, no, yes. you're not interrupting. I was younger I, and yeah. I fell off. Of, I never ever had PlayStation. So all I ever mm-hmm. cared about was Nintendo and I'm actually comfortable with that. But then... I'm only going towards games that actually interest me. If a cust- if like one of the viewers gets me a game, I'll check it out. Um, sure, that's very nice. What were you going to show me? Some Nintendo no, it's, Power it's Magazine? All, it's all going toward it. So when I start becoming a young woman, this is 1997. I am 11. Okay. At this age. Okay. There's the N64 is out, and yep. Super uh, Mario 64 is out. Mario mm-hmm. Kart is out on the Zelda. 64. No, Holy... Zelda hadn't Zelda hadn't come out till 1998. No, I, think it, I think. I think it was like I think it was released with the 64. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it was 1998. But you're talking Mario Kart, GoldenEye, all the one hits. million. Oh, one million percent. That I'm playing, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I think I misunderstood the language at the end of. Uh, Super Mario or Mario 64 
when you beat the game, it sounds like Mario says, thanks, boys, for playing my game. Mm. It sounded like that. Mm. And so that pinged for me. And then, this is this is findable, there was a Mario Kart commercial that was set in a carnival. It was dark and spooky. And, like, I don't know, some weird ringleader is guiding people to this fucking scary tent that definitely rape is happening in. And he goes, come wow. on, boys. Come c- come, yep. come, play the game. Yep. And I'm like, fuck that noise. So I write a letter to <gasps> Nintendo saying, I'm not a boy, and I don't like that you're not acknowledging that women, girls play your game, wow. et cetera. I only have one half of it because I'm sure the other half is somewhere. They responded. That's amazing. Nintendo Dear, of America, right? Nintendo is, yeah. of America Incorporated from Redmond, Washington. Mm-hmm. I wish I had the guy's name. Again, the, the other page is somewhere. But Dear Miss, I'll read you just a little bit. Dear Miss Verdi, thank you for your recent letter voicing your concerns about our advertising being directed at young males. As an avid game player, I understand where you are coming from. I'd like to take a few minutes to explain why it looks like we are ignoring players like you. Wow. This is very candid, by the way. Wow. Since the bulk of home video system players are young males between the age of 9 and 15, that's exactly who the ads are meant to attract. We know that the true gamester will want the challenging game regardless of the marketing aim. So they're like, we don't you you'll want to play it whether it's for boys or girls. Mm. And then they go on to say that there's certain games coming up for women. Mm. that women may like, you know, and I think one of them was a Barbie one. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you this. If, if if the internet was what it is today back then and you sent this letter and you or your parental situation put that shit online, it would have gone viral and people would have been like, how dare Nintendo be so dismissive of this young girl? Like, this is aw- – that's an awful response. Awful response. As The response should have just been, you're right. We have, we're going to take it to our marketing department and we're going to make sure that you feel like you are represented in the gaming world and that, you know, like boys and girls, come one, come all. Like gaming is for everyone. That should have been the easy, like, like nothing but net response from this dude from Nintendo Power America. But instead he went, let me tell you why it looks like you're ignored, but you'll probably like Barbie. Fuck that guy. Literally, in other games, we've introduced female characters as main characters. Who can forget Samus Aran from the Metroid series? The hero is actually a heroine. (laughs) Which was not on Nintendo 64. No. They skipped it entirely for N64. So, wow, that's so frustrating. We do take seriously all the feedback that our fans send in. Please be assured that I forwarded your letter to our advertising department. Mm, mm-hmm. I think what really impressed me about reading this is, A, they responded. B, they didn't yeah. mince words. They were very clear about what mm-hmm. it, like, mm-hmm. but they also were not, they were not going to change anything because mm-hmm. one little girl in California was upset about it. Um, and it wasn't going to stop me. And I don't even know what put, what lit a fire under my ass to care, too. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what yeah. act, kind of activist I was. Um, I, I think more, you, more than anything, Gamester is very funny, calling me a Gamester. Yeah. That's like, no one has ever used that term. I guess gamer wasn't a thing, but I'm like, it had to have been. That's but so Gamester funny. may have been the thing at the time. <sighs> it's, it's just how, like, the people who made fun of uh, Trekkies called them Trekkies, and it was derogatory. And so there wasn't... It was, so it was supposed to be Trekkers. 
No, no, no. It wasn't supposed to be Trekkers. At one point, it was no, Trekkers. It's, it's, but I'm saying is when the term Trekkie first came out, first came out that was bullies making fun of Star Trek people. Oh They're calling God. them Trekkies. And either Trekkies themselves or like whoever was in charge of the brand, CBS or Paramount or whatever. Took it back. Tried to tried to have Trekker be a thing. Ah, uh, that so it was. And opposite. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. And I'm like, don't know. But eventually, Trekkie. I think that fans also just embraced it and they're like, yeah, I'm a Trekkie. So what? And then that you and then you make that term lose all of its power of like a bullying term because it's not. It's so stupid. So it's such a stupid thing to. I still refer to myself as a Trekkie to this day. I'm not embarrassed by that. I'm like, that's dumb. What am it I? It is gonna... what we are. Yeah, I'm like, what, am I going to defer to bullies from the 1970s and give them any kind of power? They were in a space near enough a Star Trek convention to make fun of people, <laughs> and they're not fucking losers. I'm like, they're <laughs> the they were waiting around the, outside. The, they were the loseriest losers to workshop an insult specifically for <laughs> nerds that like Star Trek. They like that's the loseriest thing ever that they even put in that effort. So, um, yeah, well, good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you, young Jess. I don't. I don't claim to be a hero. Just a hero, heroine. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes. I think. I think. Obviously, kids are still made fun of nowadays. I wouldn't want to be a kid in this day and age. And I'm. I'm certain you were made fun of. I was most mm -hmm. definitely made fun of. But I was so tired of. I the way I gate kept people, was the way I was gate kept was about music. Oh, you don't know mm. this band? Oh, you like that band? And then that became so tiring. So mm -hmm. now I don't want to be friends with the person who says, oh, your nerd card is revoked or whatever. Even like, it, that's, just, that's just all it reminds me of. It's just someone who has heard one asshole say Trekkie, and then that mm -hmm. trickles down. Mm -hmm. And then they hear, they, they're getting like buoyed by this bad mm -hmm. echo chamber, their echo chamber of bad insults. And they heard, you know, because they heard Carl over at the donut shop call someone a Trekkie. They're going to call their sister a Trekkie or whatever. It's dumb. Yeah. I, it's dumb. Anyway. It's funny because I got made fun of my whole life for liking the nerdy shit that I like. And then, you know, around t the year 2000, which was I was only like 12 at that point. Um, so I had lived 12 years of being made fun of. But then. There were there have been comic book and superhero nerds that have been reading comics since the '60s, and they were in their 40s before they got any kind of recognition from like a big Hollywood thing. And you don't need that validation, but I think that it helps to know that there are extremely creative people who can see the thing that you're into and see what's great about it, and have the skills to share it on a larger scale. And it doesn't backfire. In fact, everybody agrees. Oh, actually, that thing is awesome. X-Men? Cool. Wolverine? That's a cool character. You know, the Spider-Man movie comes out. And that opening weekend, I went back to school. I was in high school at the time. I think it was ninth grade in 2002. And it was in my math class. And two kids my age, girls, women, were talking about the characters behind me. And they were talking about Peter Parker and Mary Jane. And I'm like, this would not have happened before this weekend. Maybe a kid would say Spider-Man because he was a famous character. But they were talking about Peter and MJ like they were invested in these characters, you know. And I remember thinking like, I remember feeling so validated because I'm like, I, that's how I felt. I could see in them 
and in those stories something great and then boom a big movie comes out with young attractive hollywood people like toby Maguire and kirsten dunst i mean and then everybody else can see it everyone else goes oh okay now i get i get that now that's cool and so it made me feel validated so I also remember that same summer, uh, God, man, gatekeepers are the worst, because that same summer I went to Comic-Con, because I grew up in San Diego. Oh, oh, sure. So I've been, I have done Comic-Con since I was 10 years old, Jeez, 9 years old. amazing. You know, I was a little kid walking around with just comic books, and then all of a sudden the movie started coming out, and it was a big deal, but I remember I went to Comic-Con, and there was the guy in a Spider-Man costume with a camera man behind him walking around interviewing people. And this guy was handing out cards or whatever. And this is apparently a real group of embittered fans that were planning to remake Spider-Man, the movie, based on whatever, you know, um, uh, qualifications or whatever requirements they were kind of demanding. They deemed important. They deemed important or, or necessary or valuable or whatever. And they were like, they're trying to, kickstart and not kickstart but they were trying to like raise funds and they had like a website that you could go to and they were going to try to like one up hollywood because hollywood got it wrong from the first spider-man movie and you know what their main i remember them and so like they were interviewing people and i think they were filming it and they were trying to do sort of like gotcha moments the way that like fucking prager you or some horrific like yes. you know right-wing group goes around and they're like what is a woman like that's kind of bullshit they were doing with comic book shit and this guy in a spider-man costume was interviewing people and i was dressed up in a spider-man costume of course you were my costume was the toby Maguire wrestling outfit oh my god from the first movie hector i want to be your young friend so bad my grandma she passed away <sighs> since but my grandma helped me help me make it she spray painted the little spider and everything so i oh, was dressed sweet. up like the toby Maguire spider-man Right, and I think I had contact lenses, so I didn't have glasses, so I had the full ski mask and everything. So he fucking targeted you. This guy came over and he thought he was gonna get me. He thought he was like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make this idiot kid dressed up like this Spider Man. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make prove him to cry. him. I'm gonna prove to him that like we're right, you know. And I remember his I, the thing I remember, and also a few buddies were with me, and they also knew I was super into Spider Man, and they were kind of like. Uh-oh, they don't know what they're getting into if they're going to talk to you, dude. And I was like, I'm going to talk to him. And I was mad because I was observing what they were doing. And the guy's main point was like, but aren't you upset that he doesn't have mechanical web shooters in the movie? That he just has organic web? And, there, and he was kind of like, don't you think that's an important aspect to the character? And I said in my costume something to the effect of, no, man, it's a shortcut. It's a shorthand. Like, it's just to get the audience on board. And the important thing is, like, the characterization, the personality of the characters. And now, millions of people around the world like the thing I like. And they understand it and they get it. So I'm very happy with how that movie came out. And I think it's great. And I remember kind of shutting him down. And, I, and he was just like, okay, all right then. And, like, walked away. And um, I think that my buddies and I looked up that website. And I can't remember if... There was a montage of them doing interviews or whatever, but I was like, not in that montage. Of I was course, like, you I were don't not. think they used. I, I remember walking away and being like, I doubt they'll use that footage because I proved them wrong, uh, <laughs> and I'm dressed like, and I'm a kid. I wasn't like an adult nerd that like you know 
had my faculties about me. I was a 15-year-old kid who, and walking away from that, I remember feeling like, I understand Spider-Man better than that adult grown man. Wow. To and have I, the cognizance to know what you're saying, too, is fucking yeah. incredible. Yeah. You, like, it, what that feels like to me is today, Hector, time traveled to 15-year-old Hector <laughs> and went, say this. Yeah. Because yeah. I wouldn't have had the cognizance to know what I was doing. Well, That's it was, fantastic. you know, <clears throat> remember the movie came out in May. Right. And Comic-Con is in July. So I had three months of the movie comes out, my world has kind of changed, and then I'm online. And I'm seeing oh, the online discourse. Sure. And I'm on message boards. And I've already been seeing the horrific, toxic, vitrolic, like, you know, just nastiness of comic book nerds who think that they know better ripping it apart you know because the internet amplify even back then even on message boards the internet amplifies discourse um, discourse and argument and hatred versus just somebody posting a comment i liked it it's not going to get as much as somebody being like well i think that they missed the mark <laughs> sorry to say but the oh. green goblin <laughs> costume was men you know whatever bullshit they had so I, I think I was kind of living with that already, that discourse for three That's months. That's a really good point. Because, I, I mean, I was on message boards about music, so it mm -hmm. would make sense. Because I, I, I forget that the internet was such a big part of our life even then, mm -hmm. and formulating our opinions. But it was regardless. baby. It was baby internet. It was totally wow. different, you know? But still, I could, you know... Um, yeah, so that was, that's, that was a formative moment in my being a fan and I think because I'm sure that I was guilty of gatekeeping gatekeeping stuff throughout we my all, life we all tried that stuff yeah. on for size I guess is my point yeah. like someone did it to you someone did it to me about Dave Matthews and then like I know I get it all the time but then like so funny of all the things to be gatekeepery about well that is you Dave shouldn't Matthews listen fan. to him because it's like hee haw hee haw haw like whatever but what, like was, I wasn't, it was weird. So these things and like people, like they, but they heard one other dude say it and yep. really rip some apart, and then and then they would say it and then they would get me because they were sad mm -hmm. that they got ripped apart. You know, speaking of Spider Man, I've seen a meme going around recently, past couple months that kind of sums this up because it still happens today, especially with um, nerdy I mean, rings of power, stuff. Star Wars, same I mean, thing. Same you thing. could be talking about that. And just yep. replace those titles. Yep. And I saw a meme going around because anytime there's like a hateful response to whatever the geeky thing is, I saw this person post a meme that was Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, in the wrestling costume, in that wrestling cage from the movie, going, that's a cute opinion. Did another YouTuber give it to you? <gasps> like, that's the meme. Because it's like, you're just parroting what the hateful people... Isn't that a great meme? It summarizes exactly how I feel. Yep, exactly. Because, I mean, that's the importance, honestly, at the end of the day, of what you guys do with Heroes Reforged. Oh, is, thank you so much. It's important. Once I realized that the internet is just cultivating community, whether it's for negative people or negative opinions or people that, that are bigoted or for people mm -hmm. that are open-minded, you're cultivating like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And so why they would want, you? Because yeah. they want their, they, they want you to give them their opinion. Yep. I mean, they'll discourse with you too. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't want. Uh, my boyfriend and I are doing the Rings of Power podcast together. Another brag! Wow, I you fucking, have a boyfriend. I can't stop talking <laughs> about podcast. him. Podcast. He's really handsome and hairy. Ooh. I love him. Um, but 
And he Harry. Really, he's got a hairy chest. I fucking love it. Um, I just can't stop talking. I love him so much. Wow. He stops me from engaging with the racists on Rings of Power, even yeah. though I really want to go for it. I know. I know. But, you know, at a certain point, their argument, when they say woke, they're just saying it, there shouldn't be black people in here. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the the thing I will engage with is, uh, this dumb thing that happened. Let's argue about this dumb thing. I, I right, will get the interest that way. Mm-hmm. And and he and we don't even we I mean we do have the Blake statement like, hey, we're not even gonna listen to people that have a you know, a general mm-hmm. distaste. Like it's clear what our our thing is, but it's not part mm-hmm. of our review because we Let don't we want it to be. Right now, my buddies and I, Adam and Augustine, we're watching um it's a CW show, but they put it on HBO Max. Superman and Lois. Okay. Okay. That new show that they're currently that they're it's on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we'll be watching an episode on HBO Max, and we're kind of ripping it apart. It's really funny because it's like a CW show. They don't have as high of a budget. It's so you cheese know, ball. It's yeah. Reach, it's so cheese ball. But you know what? We kind of rip it apart, and it's kind of lovingly. And at the end of the episode, we're still like. We're still invested. Like, I love these characters. I'm sorry. Like, I want to see what happens next week. And, you know, and I think we're even trying to cultivate a kind of like, we can have fun with this, but it's not in a hateful, we're not rooting against this. We're rooting for it. You're not punching down. No. Because also, when a show like that knows what it is, you can enjoy it. Fast and Furious. And yeah. La Brea. People were in on La Brea. I don't, I wouldn't watch it, but like, that was a, Fucking dumb. Actually, it's a great premise that was dumb and done in a dumb way. Sure, but just let it be that. We we get a lot of um, really really nice comments and like YouTube comments and um, emails or different things from people, especially from like women and from gay people and LGBTQ people and people of color that are like, I go to YouTube. I'm trying to find people that like Lord of the Rings, and it's um it's a shit show. And I found you guys in your channel, and I want to say thank you for being cool. Or they'll be like, thank you for watching She-Hulk and understanding that it's a show about, like, a woman's experience. And being, you know, and talking about it for a little bit. And not supposed to just reflect a 30-year-old male's experience in right. the world. And it, those are the, that stuff is, when you're talking about how, like, these spaces are cultivating like-minded people, the, the question comes up, why would you want to cultivate hate? Why would anybody waste their time? Like, why would you want to go and live in that? And the answer is money. They get paid. Money? Because Alex Jones is begging people for money because he just got sued. They get paid. They get paid. And the internet supports it. it. Yes, and YouTube effectively pays them because their views and their comments and the algorithm means that they get... I know, but it's like... People are praising Jordan Peterson. People love Joe Rogan. They won't mm -hmm. disenfranchise. It's... Mm -hmm. Which is why, at the end of the day... I'd rather have 12 followers that are into it. Absolutely. Because I'm going to question my biases, too. Absolutely. I don't, I, no one can't come to me and go, Jessica, that was weird. And I go, be like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck you. I, my opinions are, are solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do the same. And, mm-hmm. But also. Yeah, you gave me pushback earlier in this conversation. And I, I, was, like, that- I was like, really? Exam-? I'm like, yeah, I know I have biases. What are they? <laughs> I don't like old people. No, I like I like old people. You like I don't old people like, don't like young people. I don't like young people. I don't like Fuck attractive. Harry Styles. My honest honest opinion is attractive people have to do something to win me over. I don't I I automatically am biased against attractive people. We talked about this like on them. the 500 greatest movie podcast yep. when we talked I about I guess my opinion has remained the same. I don't like attractive Hector people. Hector 
objectively, you are a good-looking person, so you must have to convince to your... Oh, yeah, you're very good-looking. You're objectively good-looking. You, nope. you got a hot girlfriend. That is true. And you're pretty good-looking. So I think you wow. have to prove to yourself something. Maybe I do, and maybe I am. And the, the proof is in I can look myself in the eye in a mirror, and I'm not disgusted with myself every day. You can day. go to sleep can, at night. I can go to sleep at night. I can do stuff like this. I can talk to you. And never have to worry about a friend or somebody I know being like, Hector, when you said you didn't like black elves, what did you mean? Like, <laughs> I never have to defend any boneheaded position that is like offensive or hurts people, you know, knowingly. If, I, you're, if your empathy is on and yeah, your, your higher it. brain is on, that's all you have to do. Yeah, like Better way I, to live. Easier, the, easiest way to live. To not unpack a whole other thing, but like I was raised in a very conservative household. And then when I started opening my mind... Mm -hmm. people thought I was getting people in my family thought I was getting brainwashed which mm -hmm. so you're so telling me funny. you raised me to be brainwashable or that I have mm. no ability to think for myself anyway mm -hmm. uh, and is, you think is I'm male... brainwashed do you think I'm brainwashed could you be brainwashed god forbid am I you know right you're so so it's so important the truth but you will not yeah. challenge what you believe the truth to be that's that's a good anyway. Uh, is Ismael Cruz Cordova the first Afro Latino in Lord of the Rings, which is very exciting? He's I fucking so. killing it. He's great. No, I, I saw him talking about it. He, yeah. I I am so sad for the people that are uh, racist against that show because it's because those we have amazing actors that came I, out of it. I'm not sad for him. I'm like I I. I don't know. Do I feel sad for them? No, because I'm like, you, even though, Jess, even though people can absolutely be manipulated and can be raised in a bubble and can be exposed to, it's basically we're talking about white supremacy, right? And white supremacy is very powerful. And right. it can it can it can shape a person's way of thinking. Yeah. I still, every day I wake up and I go, but everybody has the same internet. Everybody has access to the same internet. And I think that people are choosing in a lot of cases, to just turn off an empathy thing, to not have empathy. Oh, completely. So I don't feel bad for those people. I'm like, all right, well, I guess now Lord of the Rings is also leaving you behind. You are as obsolete as you are in many other facets of life. Good fucking luck, buddy. Good luck. We're going to be over here. We're going to be chilling in Middle Earth. We're going to be having You're fun. You're totally right, by the way, and we're enjoying <laughs> it. It's fucking amazing. And I guess I just mean like that, that they have to see <gasps> comments, that they have to see people petitioning that it should be remade. That hurts my feelings oh, for them. For that's like the what actors I'm, and stuff? Yes. Yeah, that's totally. what I'm talking about. Totally. I feel uh, just so to be, bad. Just to I, be clear. Yeah, I know yeah. that because I know and you know this. It's that one negative comment that will stick with you even though you know it's not true. I just, I just you know, wish them to not have that. Sometimes I think, and this has happened at least once, sometimes I think about that if you try to put out positivity, that it will eventually make a difference and, and, and reach the right people, let's say. Because years ago, uh, Margot Robbie did that movie Birds of Prey mm -hmm. with her Harley Quinn character, and it was like woman screenwriter, woman director. It's a very woman-centric Giving Rosie an story. amazing lead. Rosie. Yeah, like was amazing. Rosie Perez yeah. was so good in that. Um, what's her name? Ewan, Ewan McGregor was in it and Ewan McGregor's wife, girlfriend? I think it's his wife. He's... His wife? Um, Elizabeth? Yeah, it's his wife. Winstead? They met on a set. Awesome. She's a, yeah. yeah. Again, power dynamic? Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah, the fair. point is, no, fair. the point is, they both seem great. The point yeah, is, um, that movie, even when that came out, there was blowback. 
if you can imagine, Hard between to. misogynist comic book fans in air quotes about like, oh, this is all SJW, blah, blah, blah. And I went and did some event in New York Comic Con and Margot Robbie and the cast was there. And then I introduced them or something really quick and then I was done and my producer boss was like, go say hi to them. And I was like, nah, I don't want to bother them. And they're like, no, go get a poster signed. Like they're just signing, you know, just go get in line and go do it. It's fine. So I went over there and it was Margot Robbie, Journey Smollett, and the actress who played, um, the young actress, uh, what's oh, her name? Oh, yes, yes. Something Bosco. She's Dante Bosco's like cousin, like Rosie Perez. All these people were there. Not the whole cast, but like a bunch of them, maybe those four. And I had a poster and I went to go see him. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I introduced you. If, you know, it's so great if you could sign this. My name's Hector. And then Margot Robbie goes, I know you. You're that guy from that video we watched. We saw you and your friend watch our trailer. This is before the movie had come out. And I was like, no way. And then she got like Journey. And she's like, look who it is. And Journey Smollett was like, you're the guy that's that from the video. She they and they said something like our producer sent it to us or something. And I remember Margot Robbie said something to the effect of, "We really liked what you and your friend had to say about the trailer. That like as fans, like you guys are comic book fans, but she was also like, it when we see people like you guys, it it like made it all worth it. It was like such a wonderful thing." And I think Margot Robbie heard my name is Victor. Oh, no. no. And so she put a V. She goes, what was your name? And she put a V and I said Hector. And then she wrote to Hector and then she turned the V into a heart. So, so and I still clever. Have the, I have the poster. I have it. I, I, don't, I haven't hung it yet, I don't think, but I, have it, I got it framed. But I was like blown away. And there's a picture of me. My boss was taking a picture off to the side where like Margot Robbie and Journey Smollett were like, we know you. We just, we saw the video and I'm like, like I was like blown away so then I got to tell my buddies I'm like they watched our video and it was not negative it was positive enough that a producer was like you should watch these men talk about your woman centric movie and I was like woo good that made I me think feel that, good I think that's all you I think that's all you need in life that's a fucking beautiful story it's not surprising you've put out as much good good and I hope you get as much good as you put out I really mean that no you know you know you're great you fucking know it and I anyway. hope the same for you Jess and your hairy chested boyfriend oh and I know I can't wait for you to meet him he's a sweetie it's gonna be great we'll have you guys over once I get over this cold and yeah, I yeah. know and it's just a cold I home tested I'm not worried about COVID you. COVID and it's negative. It's because kids are um, back in school. I think so. And I know they're going to make someday a better cat game and then we'll play it. <sighs> I look right? forward to that. And right? we'll have you back on for, uh, you know, another most bangable something or other. Sure. Okay, great. We did. What do we do? All of Star Trek? It was amazing. We have we one. Do, have you guys done Marvel characters? You have, right? We you did, did like but we're going to do um, the X-Men and I think we need to have you on as a special guest. You got to get somebody else for X-Men. I can't. I can't. Because the person that posited it would love mm -hmm. you to be there. Scott Rubin. No, fuck you? that guy. He doesn't. No, it was a it was a, su a suggestion from Arsenal the Roy Two K. Oh, he wants great. to do it with us, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see okay. if we can do it. Anyway, no, I'm do, not. If you do Spider Man characters and villains, we can do that. I might, I might do that. We'll do that. All right, we'll Hector. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Bye. 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 
That does it for this week, Nichols. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of You Don't Know Nick. There are many different ways you can support our podcast. One of them is going to youdon'tknownick.com and finding out all the different places you can listen to our show. You can also follow us on Good Pods, which is basically Instagram for podcasts. Not only can you follow your favorite shows, you can listen to them right there in the app. If you're interested in finding some You Don't Know Nick merch or Jessica Lynn Verde merch, go to subtlegeek.spreadshirt.com. And if you're not already, consider becoming a Patreon member. You can get exclusive swag and early access releases to episodes if we're able to get them to you in a timely manner. Go to patreon.com slash you don't know Nick. And if you haven't already, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Nichols.